All right. Okay, so we got Ash Ferguson with the Diamond Dollar Customs. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right. We got podcast episode number two of In the Saddle Shop. And we have another saddle shop. Longtime listener, first time caller. Ashton Ferguson. I was listening to your podcasts before they were podcasts. <laughs> they were just they were just bullshit then when I was just calling you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you used to just call and drink whiskey and talk on the phone late night in the saddle shop, but now there's a fancy name for it. Right. See, apparently other people want to hear our retarded conversations. Well, <clears throat> Happy to oblige. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so we got episode number two. Our longtime sponsors, uh, Kyle Valley Saddle Shop and Diamond Dollar Customs. If you want to look him up on Instagram, it's Diamond Dollar Customs, right? Yep. All right. That's what I thought. And Kyle Valley Saddle Shop on Instagram. You can get on there and Tell us what we're doing wrong. Um, what what do you got going on tonight? Oh, uh, just going on another one of these Flat Creek Packer saddles. Yeah, got uh, a quarter carved saddle. Oh so yeah, that's kind of fun. Heck yeah! Do you get do you do uh, like special flowers for them like? people ask for different flowers and stuff or do they just say oh, I carve this and this is kind of what you get yeah that's you know every now and anymore you know what's that been like two years now maybe or four remember but ever since some gal thought it was really cool to have a sunflower oh yeah um, and so now you know that's about my only specific ask for yeah Somebody wants sunflowers, yeah. and I'm about to... same thing. Like it, every once I get a daisy or something like that. But for the most part, it's I want sunflowers, and uh, don't go with the crap. I think it was probably know, at least three years ago, three four years ago, probably. I was doing a saddle for a kid, and he wanted he wanted quite a bit of floral on it. And he's like, oh, just put something on there. I, I don't know, really know what I want. I said, have you ever seen a sunflower carved? Oh, no. How's it look? I said, it looks pretty cool. And I can't remember. I'd seen one somewhere. Uh, I thought it looked pretty cool. I had to talk him into doing the sunflower carving. And now somebody says something about sunflower. I just cringe like <laughs> you know like, so what what you're saying is then is this whole pandemic of sunflowers no it ain't my i seen it somewhere else first i can't take credit for that <laughs> oh, i'm not sure either. I yeah know, I, I, yeah and you know it they they're not hard it's just when you get special requests oh. for them it kind of irritates you i guess <laughs> Yeah, they're just. Uh, I think what it, what's it is about them is they are so simple and they get really monotonous. Yeah, yeah, it, it's hard to make yeah. them look good. It's hard to show. 
with them, I think. It's a big deal. It is. It is. But the one thing that, that is kind of cool about them is that no, I don't think anybody can imitate somebody else's sunflower. Yeah, that's true. You know, you look you look at old oak leaves and, you know, some of those old like Sheridan-style flowers, you know, for the most part, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else, you know, they can get to looking pretty alike oh, you yeah. know, through different yep. makers. But I don't think I've ever seen two sunflowers alike. No, that's, I think we'll put this, Steve Yeznik. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's like lazy wire leather. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. He's probably got the coolest sunflower. Well, the dude has any kind of flower. He just shows a definition of them way more than you see. Yeah, you know, yeah. His his whole style of everything's just way different. It's yeah, really cool. it is. I I'm actually I got lucky enough. I was a tenth guy in his class. Um, I think it's May, end of May there. But uh it's just over here in North Dakota and it wasn't oh, three and a half, four hours, something like that. And it's gonna be end of May where a guy can sleep in bed roll and stuff like that where you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on your hotels like you wouldn't share it in i guess but um i got pretty lucky and got in on the tail end of that deal i'm gonna go there in may i'm pretty pumped to do it heck yeah that's awesome that's awesome he'd be a really neat guy to meet yeah you know i think talk to him a little bit on instagram and stuff but um seemed like a cool dude but the thing that gets me is just the definition of everything he really brings out depth and whatever he's doing, you, you really see it in it. Sure. Absolutely. That's, that's one thing I've really been trying to work on over the past oh, year for sure is really, really getting, getting a lot of depth. Yeah. And, you know, trying to just find that, that third dimension in different aspects of my patterns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, you've been carving longer than I have, but it, it's hard to... Yeah. I, I see a lot of patterns that people do, and, and I see a lot of influences on them. And I don't know if we can name people, but um, there's definitely, you know, people that can buy these patterns and whatnot. They, you know, it, to me, it's not really their pattern. It's, it's you're copying somebody else. You haven't really put your twist on it yet. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. You know, I'd. I'd much rather see someone struggle a little bit with a pattern and, uh, you know, but it be their own rather than do a really good job with somebody yep, else. I agree with you. So, and maybe that's just my stubbornness talking because that's kind of what I did. I did have a lot of help though from the start with uh, Taylor Meese, yeah. that TM, 
with TM Leather and Saddlery there. Yeah. You know, he does some amazing floral work and he's just a natural artist though. So yeah. that that really helps him. I was uh I was sitting in his basement one day when we were in college because we rodeoed together and um you know my grandpa um he never really built saddles but um he always restored old cavalry oh, saddles. Sure. So you know I mean in a sense he built them, you know, or redid them. Um but you know I never played with it a ton like did a tiny bit of carving and tandy stamping as a kid and stuff like that. Sure. But hanging out with at Taylor's there and he's doing all this cool stuff and you know that was like the super popular days of everybody wanting you know painted up cards on stuff with the four aces and things like that. Sure. Um but yeah, I was hanging out there and I was like, man, I can't, I just can't believe, you know, how you can do this, how you can draw those patterns and tool it. Like, there's no way I could ever do that. And, uh, you know, I said, I'm just a, not at all an artist. I can't even draw a stick figure. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, you might not be an artist, he said, but you can, you can draw. He said, you just have to learn how. And, um, and he, he taught me how to draw. I still can't draw a stick person and I still can't write my name half legible, but I can draw a floral pattern now. Did I lose you? Still on here? Okay. Yeah, there Sorry. you are. But, but uh, I guess when I was go- going back there, uh, I'll have somebody come in the shop and they'll see some of my floral on the saddle or whatever. And, man, that's just beautiful. And you got such a talent. No, I really don't have that much of a talent. I just worked my ass off to get to this point. You know? <laughs> so I, I, like you said, I can't draw a stick figure, but I got to the point where I can draw some floral because I understand the concept of it. Yeah. I shouldn't say I understand. I understand yeah. more so now than when I started. But these bigger <laughs> name guys, you know, you look at their stuff and it's just, immaculate and you know, well how in the hell can I ever get to that point but then I look at something that I done you know a year ago and see how far I've came you know because I really I just got started carving you know about two years ago I guess you came to my shop there probably the first time I done it, hardly anything floral and how you didn't start laughing at me I yeah. had no idea <laughs> 
you know, it's the more you do, the more you understand it, the better you get. Absolutely. And like for me, it seemed like I hit like this, this leveled off period where, you know, I came from my starting point and then I got to this certain level where it was okay, but not great. And, and I just stayed there for like, it seemed like an eternity and like, I would just never get better. And then it was like all of a sudden one day things started to click even more, you know, and understanding a little more of this depth and, and, uh, you know, figuring out how to keep everything consistent and even, you know, that's a big deal is, you know, having that even spacing and all your vines and everything. It was just, maybe it was just paying attention a little more. I, think, I don't know. I think you just, you start to get an eye for it. It's just like, if I look at, you know, like I said, them bigger name guys, I'll be able to pick apart their stuff more than, you know, your common cowboy just coming in to pick up something. Because, I mean, like I said, that, that floor that I was doing a year, year and a half ago, I I wouldn't let that come out of my shop now, but the people that was getting it, they were just plum tickled about it. Sure. Sure. You know, I, I ran into a guy the other day. It was the second belt I ever made. So that's <laughs> been like, that's been a long time ago. Like, I don't know, nine years ago, sure. maybe something like that. And uh, still wearing it. And, He's like, man, you know, I, I really love this thing. He said, but it's starting to get a little wear on it now. You know, could I, could I place an order for another one? You know, it's like, uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that was really cool. But, you know, you, I saw it and I just, <laughs> oh, I cringed. Yeah. You know, crooked stitch every now and then, a, you know, sure. stitch. And, Even your, I mean, your floral oh. pattern. I, I don't care if you take it off somebody else's pattern, even it's your swivel knife work just ain't there and your bevel work ain't there. Yeah. Well, that was, that was back in the day of uh, using Barry King's belt patterns. I think Taylor had them when he first started and then he of course outgrew it. And um, he let me learn on some of those patterns and, you know, I think there was like six to choose from, and I'm sure I did every single one of them right. 20 times. <laughs> but, you know, that's just part of it, and that's what it takes, just that yeah. repetition. Well, and it helps a lot, too. Like, after you do them patterns for a few times, you know what they're supposed to look like, because a lot of times they'll have a picture of them. You know, they, they'll send the pattern, and they'll have the stencil or whatever, but then there's a picture there too that you can kind of go off of and this needs to go up and that needs to go down or, you know, you have an idea of what it should look like in the end, at least. When yeah. You, when you're drawing sure. it, I mean, to me, it's easier if I draw it because, you know, now at least, but when I first get started, I didn't know what line needed, you know, beveled up and what line needed beveled down. And it just, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of luck, pretty much. Seemed like, anyway. <laughs> yep, yep. Once it gets a little antique and some, some colored yeah, oil dye on yeah. it. Yeah, everything looks better with some antique on it. 
<laughs> so speaking of belts, so uh, do you draw on your leather every belt or do you have a stencil? Um, you know, it just really depends on my mood, I guess. Uh, sometimes I'll draw, draw a pattern out on paper. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, I'll just, you know, start basically right there at the, at your Chicago screw mark and just work my sure. way to the tail and draw That's... right on the leather. Uh, Anymore, that just seems so much faster to me. I know where my borders need to be. And if I try to transfer it over, it never ends up straight. I don't care what you do. You can cut your belt out straight and tape it and everything else, but your pattern always veers off to the side somewhere or the other. Yep. Yep. And that's, and when I, I run into that too. Um, and I guess I always, I always make up for it with, you know, my, my pattern might, lie a little bit crooked here or there and then i just basically fix it with my right, knife yep. now, you know not something i'd ever been able to yep. do before you know be able to mimic that pattern yep. away from it away from the pattern oh yeah yep. you can you can blend stuff but, a lot with your swivel knife because it's I, I try to explain it to people getting started but your swivel knife i guess any knife that you're using has a feel to it when I'm cutting something out, that knife has a feel to it, and you might not be straight on your line, but that curve makes a nice long curve because your knife has that feel to it, and after a while, you get in tune with that. Anyway. Yep. You know, the the best advice I ever got with a swivel knife was from a really good friend of mine named Jeremy Baker, and... He was one of, actually, even before Taylor, he was one of the first ones that ever got me tooling any leather or anything like is he that. Down, is he down North Platte? Yeah. In, in yeah, I, so, I sold him a pup oh. here a while back. He, date, yeah, he dates yeah. one of my exes, actually. Actually, married, married my ex. <laughs> yeah. Married her. Yeah, poor bugger. No, they're doing good. <laughs> So no, but he uh, he gave me that advice, and he's not a he's not a guy that likes to floral cards. Sure, he he despises. He's actually one of those one of those guys that's way different from me. I don't know about you, but he's really really good and really likes geometric yep. stamps, and I mean does phenomenal work with that and i'm i'm not that guy but uh see no with the- you actually kind of kicked me towards the floor a little bit more um i i was that guy and i mean i sucked bad enough at floral that nobody ordered it so i didn't have to worry about it you know what i mean and then it, it kept on coming where you get a little bit of floral here or there or whatever but I didn't have to worry about it at that time. I was married, and I just had her do the floor work. She's I mean, awesome artist. So I just built stuff. She done the floor. I didn't have to worry about it. Well, after we got divorced, I had to order for a saddle. 
and there's quite a bit of floral <laughs> on that burger. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, I can do it, but my floral is not nothing what hers was at that time. And, and he, nope. He said, and I, and I applaud the guy for telling me this because he set me on a different mission. But uh, he said, no, you need a challenge. I know you can do it. You just need to, you just need to kick in the butt to do it. And so that saddle, I mean, I didn't want to suck. So I tried to get good at it. And, you know, the floral turned out not too bad. Looking at, no, looking at not. it now, I, I mean, I don't like it. But at the time, I thought I was doing a pretty good job. You know, I, I like that saddle. Yeah. I, I remember yeah, it well. The tree wasn't worth a crap and made the saddle look like crap, but the floral wasn't bad. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Oh, no, I guess for every, anybody listening, they're probably wondering about our tangents here, <laughs> but the advice that Jeremy actually gave me with the swivel knife was to trust it and only make one yeah. cut. Trust your line. You know, you know, when you're making that curve with it, don't stop. Even if you're, if you're not on your mark, just keep going and feather, you know, don't, don't try to change your line after you already made it. I definitely agree with that. It's it's basically what I was saying before was just your, your knife has a life of its own and trust your knife. Just like he was saying. When you're coming around that corner, your knife is going to tell you where you need to be, just following your curve. Yeah. Yep. And a, and a good knife helps. Yes. Yes. I've I've been in a few yeah, different yeah. shops, and I'd you know stop in, and they'd ask me questions or whatever, and help them out, and well, can you show me this? And I grab their knife and cut on the leather. I mean. You might as well be trying to carve with a stylus. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you can't make good cuts with a dull knife. That's just all there is to it. Yep. Yeah, if you got a if you got a swivel knife that drags even just a little bit, it's it makes it not. Oh worthwhile. yeah. And it shows up in the end. You know, you're gonna have to, Yeah, yep, you're gonna be probably way too deep. And you know, have those little bit of jagged corners and things like yeah. that. All the your little chatter marks, what I call them, where it'll it'll stick and then go and stick and go and stick and go, and it's it's just chatter yep. marks. It's not a nice smooth line. Yep. Absolutely. All right, I figured out here. Oh. It hasn't been that long ago, maybe a month or so ago, I figured out that I was drawing my floral wrong. And I was and how I was starting it at one end and I was trying to push my floral instead of starting it at the other end and dragging it out so I wasn't erasing every line. <laughs> Somebody that knows knows floral probably knows exactly what I'm talking about, but at the time it you know, I I, I put a nice scroll in there or something. And then I I build off of that, and then I just keep on re- erasing and draw one another one back, another one back. And 
Well, hell, if you start at the other end, you don't have to do that. You can draw one past the other one the whole way through, and everything flows nice. You got nice long lines. That made a world of difference. Yep. Yep. But Absolutely. That, that also came from drawing belts because I kind of got sick of my pet. You know, every it didn't matter what I'd done, every belt that I'd done. I wasn't satisfied with the outcome of it. So I draw another one on paper and then try that one. And the next, you know, I never use the same one twice. So I, if I never use the same one twice, why am I drawing it on paper? And then my paper, my uh, transfer paper, then onto the leather. Why not just draw it right on the leather and be done with it? Sure. Sure. Yeah. There's, that's the most part for me, unless there's, you know, certain ones like, um, you know, going back to the, to the floral deal, um, as far as, uh, someone asking for specific flowers every now and then someone will ask me to carve roses. Uh, yeah. And, and when I got to carve roses, I draw yep. that out on paper and, and you know, and, and keep transferring mm. that pattern because, Roses are just way too hard. They to are, mimic. and if if you do a rose well, everybody will notice. If you do a rose bad, everyone will notice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. One one looks like a rose; the other one looks like a tornado. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah I, for all the all the listeners, I guess we probably have. I don't know. I bet I bet I'm up to at least three listeners by now. It's been, <laughs> but but the other listener he was on before you. So I don't know if I can count them, but uh, but yeah, we like I said in the podcast in the saddle shop, and I wanted to talk cowboy stories, and I want to talk some leather work for people that are interested in that and kind of whatever but uh, I want to you know speak what's that sorry I was going to say speaking of cowboy stories you know I mean I know you're saddle maker and probably getting a little bit of a belly like I am but are you, are you getting out to do any cowboy in any yeah I still get to do a little bit day working here and there I mean Guys, got to do that to keep your sanity. At least you ought to. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I I was kind of dumb and took a job. Oh man. Center, but at least at least get to do some fun stuff or not. Yo. Yeah. 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 I see your Snapchats. I know. I know you get... just sitting around the tractor. I know you doctor and stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. Just. Here lately, it does seem yeah. like that. I've had to do more feeding than yeah. anything. We've got rid of all the yearlings, and there ain't there ain't a whole lot of doctoring to be done. Had to got to rope a pink eye in the in the new calves the other day. That was a little strange for March. But <laughs> yeah, pink eye. That, yeah, got to shake got to shake a rope yeah. down anyhow. So that made me feel okay. Yeah, man. It, oh, this last last podcast we got talking about doing a little bit of day working and stuff, and old Pecos, that gray horse that I had, and being 
peck your head and bucking all the time. Good talking about you know. His, <laughs> yeah. I think that horse is more. More people know that horse than know me probably just for being the way he is. But I just that day working deal. Man, you gotta you gotta do some of that if you're gonna be in the shop. Yeah, yeah, guys. You know, you can lose your sanity yeah. pretty quick. Well, I've, and not. I've burned myself. Oh out yeah, before. that's that's my biggest fear is burning myself out. You know, and I got off of Facebook because anytime I'd have my daughter for the weekend and we'd go fishing or something, and you'd put a picture on Facebook about catching a fish with your, you know, four year old daughter and some idiot on there. It never fails. Somebody'd be on there. Reason you got time to go fishing, but you don't have time to get my stuff done. You know what, Dickhead? I'm, yeah. I'm working till midnight every night, just trying to get by. I don't need your criticism on my life. When I have my daughter, I don't really care about your opinion. You're right. Well, oh, that's. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, and I, I totally get it. You know, people are getting used to this day and age of Amazon Prime yeah. and Walmart and anything else that's instant gratification. So, you know, the whole idea of, you know, having to go back to the days of waiting six months for something that's worthy right. of waiting, you know, um, but yeah, they, they got to understand that, you know, <laughs> they get to do the things they want to do and they're not stuck in a, in a jail. Yeah, right. Virtually. I mean, that's pretty much what For... it is too. Yeah. You know, I got a, I call it the dungeon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was renting sh- shops in town for a saddle shop and they kept selling the buildings that I was renting. So finally I was like, well, heck with it. I'm just going to move it home to the house and, you know, it's just a cement block room in the basement, and I got a little, probably fifteen inch by twenty four inch window I can look out every now yeah. and then. Boy, I tell you what, I I had a shop didn't have any windows being there, and you you know how it is. You get going on a project, and you look up, it's two o'clock in the morning. Jesus, pretty hell. I mean, it was just I just ate dinner a minute ago. Yeah, you, you about yep. have to have a window to give you a little bit of, you know, gauge time a little bit at least. Yeah, well, my window faces east, oh. so uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good at telling me when yeah. it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Except for tonight, huh? what time is it there? Eleven o'clock. Oh no! Oh shoot! I better let you get going to bed. I guess. Oh no 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 no! Don't don't worry <laughs> about me in that sense. The saddle shop hours are from nine p.m. Yeah, to 3 that's kind of what I put on. Actually, I it literally is on my door. It open hour. I said open. Yeah, I might have to look in here. It says open most of the time, close the rest. <laughs> I I don't have hours. I I'm just here. You need something to knock, otherwise, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I I totally get it there. So, yeah, some more saddles lined up then. Uh well, yeah. I got one that I'm building for my wife and uh which I've been working on for probably I was gonna say long. probably next five Should years you have that one done probably. Yeah, yeah, you know, I sneak in an hour on it sure. here and there every now and then. Um, and then I got, oh, I got that Dusty Smith tree oh, yeah. in. That, and that's a, man, that's a sharp tree. And You know, I ordered that and had plans of fully floral carving that saddle to be done for, for Sheridan this year. And that tree came in, and the next day I found out yeah. that they canceled Sheridan. I did. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. The, that pair of shafts I'd done for Buck Moon, they had the, oh, you know, the half moon, the mustache in them, and all carved out. Pretty dang fancy custom hardware. And I was like, man, I'm going to yeah. do that for Sheridan. They're going to be so cool. And found out they wasn't having Sheridan last year, so then I'd done them. Well, this fall and like man you know if guy didn't wear them i could probably still enter them and yeah they canceled again well i guess i'll have to make something else which which i i mean i, I tell people all the time it it's it same deal they'll, they'll go back and oh man your stuff looks beautiful whatever but i'll tell them oh that's just a practice piece <laughs> but it is it every everything that i carve is a practice piece for the next piece that i do because that one's going to be better yep yeah absolutely no i i agree with you there and that's what it takes is yeah. that mindset yeah. you know if if the if the current thing that you're working on isn't the nicest thing that you've done to date you know, you need to check exactly. your priorities. I agree with you 100%. There. So, no, I I think that's what I enjoy the most about it is, you know, there's, I don't care how good you get at it, and I'm not that good, but, you know, there's just such a, a learning curve, and I feel like there's, there's never going to be a yep. top to that it's, ladder. It's the same way with horsemanship. And I think that's why I, I get along with the leather yeah. thing so much because the horsemanship, I just, it's, it's the same way. You're never going to be good enough to meet your own standards. Hopefully. Hopefully. And if you are, then it's, then it's time <laughs> yeah. to find something else to do. Yeah. But honestly, you know, I, I think if you talk to a TCAA member, I, I mean, I don't know any of them personally, but I almost bet that if you ask them what they thought of their last saddle or spurs or whatever they were doing, it wouldn't be up to snuff to what they thought they could do. You know what I mean? It's like sure, every piece sure. that I no, do, that's... I put 100% into it. But I, there's still things that I I do different, and so the next one I do that different, yeah. and it's still just not quite there. And I I don't know if you ever actually get there. Right. Well, you know, 
and I don't know many of them or any anything at all, but I do. I chat on the phone and through social media every now and then with sure. uh, Kerry Schwartz. And chatting with him, you know, he's uh, he'll he'll master one one kind of style of his, and then out of the blue, he'll completely <laughs> yeah. change it up. You know, he'll just go with something completely off the wall and different than he's ever done before and then work with that for a while, you know. So I, and so I feel like, you know, those, those guys for sure are always striving for something better. And that's why they are where they are. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, maybe, maybe Gary Shorts will be one of our, Four listeners next time. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah, he's a be. podcaster. Oh, I've had I've had so many people tell me I just need to do a podcast. And like, man, I don't have the technology to do that. And this gal told me that uh, all you get on this app, and you really don't have to have a whole lot. You just call people and talk to them. Apparently, and so I, I said, I listen to Don Gonzalez, uh, Lost Trade. That's the best one that I've ever heard so far. And oh, there's uh, there's a couple that supposedly cowboy podcasts, but these dang sure don't sound like real cowboy type stuff to me. But, yeah. Sure. Well, I'm I'm new to the podcast game. I I just started in on them about oh I don't know maybe three weeks ago, a month ago, possibly, right in there. And yeah, I've I'm I'm still trying to figure out yeah. how to find them. <laughs> That's but, it. Uh, no, I I enjoy it. I, you know, a guy can only listen to the. Yeah, music for so yeah, long. If you find one that's kind of geared towards you a little bit, that's where I'm trying to do this thing. Is like it's a saddle shop type thing and cowboy, and, and I named it in the saddle shop for the simple reason: when people come in the saddle shop, and you know just as well as I do, you hear all sorts of stories on, you know, what might have happened a week ago or ten years ago or whatever. You know, everybody's got a good story about something. Yeah. 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 That's, you know, usually it turns into, and I don't know what it is about it. I'm sure yours is the same way. You know, people come into the saddle shop, so they take your time <laughs> away. Not saying anything yeah. against it. Yeah. You know, yep. I love it. I love yep. it when a buddy should. But. They show up to your shop, and it's and it's usually right, you know, when you're really getting going on something. One guy walks in, and then here comes another. All oh, right, yeah. So now we got a crowd, and it's your <laughs> beer fridge that gets every emptied. time. <laughs> they don't come. They don't come walk walking yeah. in with a case of beer. No, 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 no. They walk to your fridge and yeah. say, hey, you want a beer? I mean, well, I mean, yeah, being sure. your offer and everything, and I'll buy it, I guess I'll have one. 
you better have some good stories <laughs> yeah. for me today, you know, to earn that. That's a, man, I, I was drinking Keystone. People give me hell about drinking Keystone. Well, you try to, you try to feed the whole damn town on, you know, Bud Light or Coors Light or something. And you can't do it. Or hams. <laughs> that was my big deal there. When I was in O'Neill, I'd drink hams all the time because anybody come in the shop and you give them a hams, and then they go out to the pickup and get their own beer. <laughs> That's the entire reason I was drinking. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't because I wasn't. Well, yeah, it wasn't because it was good. It's because it make them buy buy their own beer. <laughs> yeah. That, all right. I just drink Keystone yeah, because that's all I yeah. really drink, and I like it. Shoot, I get, you know, even you know, I've been to several shops where I I was dry, I didn't drink at all, but I always kept my fridge stocked. There's always Keystone because it's cheap, and I don't really give a damn what you want to drink because that's the cheapest thing that I can find. <laughs> if I'm feeding you, you're going to drink whatever I have for free. Otherwise, you can bring your own. Yeah, for sure. No, no, I've I've had a couple of good ones stopping oh, yeah. me in there. Oh yeah. Every now and then for that reason. I found some steel reserve <laughs> one time. That was dirt cheap stuff. Just oh, about yeah. make you choke, but man, when I was in Oklahoma I, I uh, you could buy a flat of pig eye for like maybe eight, ten bucks. It's the very more it, it probably cheaper than that even. Just the cheapest crap that I could find. You know what? If you want to come to my shop and you want to drink some beer, you bring your own beer. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was kind of a kid, uh, right out of high school, early college, yeah, you know, right in there in the yeah. in the transfer of possibly the summer before college, uh, scooter would give me a beer every now and then and uh, at one time he bought mountain crest and right on the can it said a mixture of north america's <laughs> finest beers <laughs> and if i if i remember right it was a 36 pack oh man you $9. know it's good then that's that's college beer status <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it, I think it come from Canada. It it was in a red can, had a big old oh, red yeah. leaf on it, like three two or something. <laughs> it was no, 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 no. It was, <laughs> it was plenty stout. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't even know what Keystone is. Keystone isn't quite five. I, yeah, it, I like think four six, six is normal four. on Keystone or Coors or any of that sort of stuff. I think. Yeah, so you know, I I imagine it was probably right in there. I, I imagine I don't know if if it was truly the bottom of the barrel. Probably every beer maker. And I suppose every every can probably <laughs> differed for what the, what the percentage was. Some would be ten, and You're right. others were two. <laughs> As a man, when I was living in Oklahoma, at three two, and you go to the bar and you drink all night because they close at two. That was new to me. You know. uh, close at two, right. oh man, you're gonna you're gonna have a good old time. Close at two, and 
he's like, I guess I had like maybe three beers compared to home. Man, I uh, I went to college in Oklahoma there for a Where semester. At? Okay. And Goodwill. Yeah. At State. And, you know, it's yep. 3-2 beer. And uh, so, like, the first night there, there's that's, that was big, big party town and just really, I mean, truly wild and western. Like, <laughs> like nothing I'd ever seen before, you know. Like, I, I'd been to some party schools and party towns and things like that. And it, Panhandle State was in Goodwill, Oklahoma, was just Dude. blew my mind when I got there. Is is a trailer park with a college and a golf course, and uh, so we got there, and there's there's this trailer house, and hopefully they burn this thing <laughs> to the ground by now, but it was called the Snake Farm, and I I don't know is is a two bedroom trailer house and there's oh, like yeah. fifteen guys living there. I I have no many of them were in there. And I mean, just wild, like break all the windows out of the trailer oh, yeah. house just for fun type of wild, you know, and uh, I think a bell went off one time and we, everybody just got into a <laughs> fist fight and just broke everything. I hit a kid across the teeth with a table leg and knocked a tooth yeah, out. How did you do all bad. that without, you know, stepping around all the meth shit? You know that. Well, that's another story. <laughs> and actually, in town there in Goodwill, yeah, you, you never saw it. You never ever saw it. Um, but the, like that first night I was there, I did. I didn't know that oh, it was yeah. three two beer. You know, I knew Kansas was, but I, I didn't know Oklahoma was, and I really didn't know anything about Oklahoma. Or Panhandle State, for that matter. I just had an offer to come join the rodeo team, and I did. And, um, so I went down there, and we go to this go to this party, and started drinking uh, buckskins, you know. And I think I drank like <laughs> fifty of them that night, and I'm not exaggerating. That's, yeah, that's the thing down there. I, I'm, you, you think you're real badass, but then you realize I mean, it's three two, and you're like, "Well, I guess they should have just been drinking water." Uh, yeah, you know, and and it wasn't, you know, that I, I'm not, you know, saying that I can drink more than you, right, or, yeah. you know, type of deal. No big dick contest here. It was just the way it was. You know, I was used to going to school up in Nebraska and. We probably did have a drinking problem, you know. My buddy Chris and I, we'd we'd drink a thirty pack a day <laughs> a piece, and of Keystone, and you know, right. so it's fairly well seasoned to go down yeah. there and start yeah. three too. But yeah, no, and that was that was nuts. I worked for a worked for a ranch down there to on your topic of the meth deal, and. So they had anhydrous sure. tanks out there on the place. 
that were, you know, because they had tons and tons of that, of the, of the winter wheat and the rye and, uh, yeah, yeah. all that stuff, you know, you run all them cattle on, on those pivots all, all winter. And, and then there was a lot of pipe irrigated stuff too, but, um, so anyway, we had to take, there was, there was three of us kind of, you know, kids that work there. And then plus, plus the old guy and we would take turns on nights and it was just like Kevin, you slept in a ranch pickup out there with the anhydrous tanks and you had a rifle in the pickup because that highway 54 that runs through there, that's that's like the largest drug trafficking highway in the United States. You know, and they, and that's what they were always telling us down there. You know, them guys could run meth from Maine, is that, from Mexico to Maine. 54, I thought, the, like, the biggest intersection was right there in Henrietta. I think it's 281 meets up with whatever goes through Oklahoma City. Uh, through Oklahoma City, that would be, um, that would be... Yeah, I thirty five that turns into Highway eighty one. That that you know, and that runs north like to Norfolk, and then. Um, All right, when I was down there, that's that's and, what I heard that, was like Henrietta was like the capital of all drugs because them two highways met there, and you go anywhere in the U.S. or you know all across all fifty states sideways or shouldn't say 50 states but going all the way across the states sideways from i-35 or north and south on the other one i thought it was 281 yeah well well it, it well highway 81 it runs north and south and then at oklahoma city it turns okay. into i-35 and uh, and uh, and it shares it and then and it does break off there, and I don't know my yeah. maps all that well. I should, I probably shouldn't even be talking. Somebody's listening on this guy. <laughs> this guy doesn't know what, what the hell he's talking about. He's yeah, off the yeah so far with all our three listeners, I think you'd be okay. You never know. Somebody, like when we when you hit a million listeners, and they come back and start going back through there, they might come hunt your ass down for giving everybody your you know, the, what's going on around there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, give them up. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that was my drug I, I'm pretty, you know, if the law enforcement hasn't figured out, and I have, I, I'm not too worried about it. If everybody else knows that that's where everything's going down and the law enforcement has figured it out, I'm not real worried about somebody coming after me for it. Exactly. But, I mean, I guess if they want to, I'm in Brownest, Montana. You can find my shop pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shoot. Oh, I I imagine I'm not too hard to find. I mean, you got to take a few curves here and there to get out to our place, but. Yeah. You just stop in town and ask how to get here. You, someone will tell you. Sure. Yeah. 
You want to whip my ass too bad? I can just give you my address. Meet you somewhere if it's too inconvenient, you know. Yeah, well, I'm probably not going to meet nobody, but you're sure welcome to come. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shoot. The latest political events, you know, we're in a we're in a uh, oh. oh, what do you call it? We're a we're a sanctuary county now for the Second Amendment officially oh well yeah so yeah i mean we could get political on here but i'm pretty sure anybody that's listening on my podcast has the same views as me otherwise they'd probably listen about five minutes it's very like i mean that's maxing it out (laughs) they can listen five minutes but I guess it, this is some hillbilly <laughs> redneck <laughs> Republican is like, prob- probably try to report me for everything. I mean, that is their right. It's probably, probably just some big belly Trump supporter from Montana again. I bet he even curls his mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just. What a guy, you know. <laughs> just just stirring stirring the pot wherever I can. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I carry a custom spoon wherever I go. Exactly. <laughs> Needling people's what I do, Shorty. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Oh. Well Yeah, I imagine I'm gonna do a little hammer in here and I suppose the three listeners, maybe it's down to two. I, I don't get the luxury of seeing that, but I'm Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how all that works either. I'm just this is just a wild guess is how many we have now. So. Oh well heck, I'll be optimistic. I bet there's six. And uh Well very well could be <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm not going to make them listen, listen to me hammer on this saddle. So, <laughs> yeah, you better get your butt back to work. Your wife's going to be pissed if you don't have that thing finished by Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that is actually going to be a cool thing. Uh, but our Brandon this year is uh, there's going to be like, uh, what did I figure that up to be? Like 14, 14 of the saddles I built. They're all going to be there in one place. Heck yeah. That's pretty cool, man. So, oh, our, our brand in it's, I built a lot of shafts and chinks and stuff like that. That's usually the biggest thing. I'm getting, getting more into the saddles and I'd, I'd really like to just this year, I'm really wanting to hit the saddles hard and get proficient at saddles to where I can, you know, do one of them a month and then a couple of chaps and stuff like that. But, um, you bet. Yeah. All right, dude. Diamond Dollar Customs on Instagram. You got Facebook? I do. I do. It's uh, Diamond Dollar Custom Leather and Saddlery on Facebook. So okay. Don't judge me too hard. I'm terrible at keeping up with it and putting pictures on there, but... Oh man, I'm the same way. But I'll I'll yeah. I'll try to be better at that. No, all right. Um, 
based out of you in Ewing now, or are you no, out? Well, we live kind of up north and between Clearwater and Ewing. Okay. So, where's, where's your home address so we can tell everybody it, if they want to kick your ass? Oh, well, you know, it's uh, 51398-854th Road <laughs> in Clearwater. You don't have to. Okay, Clearwater. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you just come on by. If I'm not home, doors unlocked, yep. beers in the fridge. You just wait for me. I'll yep. be back at some point. Just hang on a minute. Yeah, that's kind of the way I figured too. Here, pitch a little. But, anyway, did, yeah. I mean, if if you wanna if you wanna fight, you don't have to be ignorant about it. They can just you know set up a time and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you don't want to be waiting on me to do chores before we get into this. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go get stuff fed for me out there, and then we can just get right to it. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to, if you really want to get down to it, you can just talk to your wife, and she probably settle everything right there. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't pick that fight. I promise you that. <laughs> All right, man. I'll get off here. Good talking to you. Yes, you will be. Episode number two, if I can figure out how to get them all on there. All right. Well, that'll work. All right, dude. We'll talk to you later. Bye.